Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. The Transparent Truth proudly presents the Friday morning matchup show with Coach and Greg Biggins. Ha <laughs> ha! Welcome, welcome. You now listen to the Friday matchup show. It's your boy, Coach Keith. I'm in the building. I got my man, Greg Biggins. Hey, we want to remind everybody, tune in every Wednesday for our Sleeper of the Week segment. Really want to thank our guy, Larry Miller. He's allowing us to showcase unknown prospects that need to be brought to the spotlight. Larry is all about family and community, and his support is helping to change the lives of young players across the country. Each week, young men are getting scholarship offers after being featured on this show. So thank you, Larry. When we have business and a man that is really interested in the community, we need to show our support right back at him. Sit Sleep is the only place that offers advanced sleep technology. Greg? Body diagnostics. That's five-star stuff. This is high-quality stuff. Lay down on a mattress, and within seconds, thousands of sensors can help you find the absolute right mattress for you. Wow, within seconds? Seconds. Man, that's awesome. Sit and Sleep. They'll beat anyone's advertised price, or your mattress is free. Appreciate you, Larry Miller. Thank you, Larry. GB, how you feel? I feel good about this show today, Coach. We got a couple great guests. Oh, yeah. We got some good games. Oh, yeah. Not a lot, but a few good ones. It's going to be good times. Hey, we got, our, times. we got our buddy Travis Clark, Lindell head coach, lined up for an interview. And we got our guy, Julius Irvin, the four-star DB out of Servite. Yeah. Ain't no Travis Clark, elite DB Julius Irvin. Both guys were awesome. As a matter of fact, I think we got Travis right now. Let's cut to it. Here we go. There we go. All right, we are now joined by a very special guest, head coach of Londell High School, the newly powerful Londell High School with a big-time win versus rival El Segundo last week, 49-14. Head coach Travis Clark on the Transparent Truth. Travis, how you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, no question about you. I'm here with my man, Goat Biggins, and he's going to shoot some questions at you. Please give him the transparent truth. <laughs> you got it. Hey, Trav, so, so I've known you forever. I think when we first met was, I think you're the first guy to introduce me to Al Werner back in the yeah. day. So that was, that was a long time ago. Deshaun Jackson and Byron, we, you guys used to do some work with my student sports days, videographer, and now you're just doing some big things as a coach and as an educator and not just, you know, football-wise. But, you know, I think I've always respected from you back to your Santa Monica days was you care about kids as more than yeah. just football players. So I've always been a big fan and appreciate your friendship. Thank you. But let's just jump right in, right, Trav? We talked a little bit off, off the air. You had a lot of success at Santa Monica. That's the alma mater. What made you make that jump three years ago to go from a, a pretty solid program over here to Lawndale? Well, I, obviously, you know, it was just it was a really an opportunity that I felt that I needed to jump on. I, I was kind of getting stale over at Santa Monica. Uh, you know, I think my my goals and the administration's goals were were a little bit different, and uh, it started feeling like that. It was getting a little bit hectic, and I decided I, I felt, you know, it was I, I was looking for a new challenge. And, and unfortunately, the athletic director, Mr. Dimitri Howard, over at Lawndale, uh, played for me in '02 when I was an assistant at Santa Monica High School. We won a CIF championship together. And, he had been tugging on my ear saying, hey, you need a new challenge. You know, look at something new. We can take this program, Lawndale, from scratch and, 
you can maybe build it and, and, and create your own and make your own mark. And I decided to take that jump. I took a leap of faith. Um, really excited I did. I wanted to get over here in the South Bay, the Mecca of football, and, and around some of these great programs like Sarah and Narbonne. And I wanted to start competing and, and making a name for myself. And, and that's exactly what I've done. So first year you're there, you guys go 5-0 and in league. Your first league title since 1966. Go four and one last year. You guys are rolling again this year. You lost to El Segundo last year. You got revenge this past week with a big win. So, Trap, just from a coaching philosophy, and I'm big on you know identity and philosophy. We we talked to Matt Logan this year, Coach Rawlinson, uh, all these legendary coaches, Jason Negro, and, and now you. It's like the Mount Rushmore of coaches, right? Travis Clark, Jason Negro. That's as big as it gets. You're right. <laughs> but so, Coach, what is what is your kind of coaching philosophy? You know, coming into a new program and. Are you trying to build, you know, the offense, the defense, you know, offensively? What is your scheme of choice? What have you always done in the past? And how do you get to, you know, obviously, you know, Londo didn't have a lot of success. Now right. you guys are rolling. What do you do to come in and just change a program? Well, I think for me, uh, first and foremost is, is honesty um, and just trust. I wanted to make sure that I was honest with the kids. Um, I want them to trust me. Um, obviously, I'm very passionate and I love my kids. And I think that, you know, being honest and truthful and, and passionate about it, they recognize that, you know, these are young men, you know, we're not talking about, uh, you know, elementary school kids. These are, these are people that are on the brink of, of manhood. So they understand when somebody's giving them the truth and somebody's giving them BS. And so I just speak the truth, man. And I give my passion and they know that they see it. Um, I work hard. I work tirelessly. I'm, I'm, I'm here, you know, from sun up to sundown, uh, trying to get these kids in position to be successful. Um, I think, you know, for me, the first thing over here, aside from that, was to try and change the culture and give these kids some type of tra- tradition, even if I had to start the tradition two years ago. You know, there's something that they need to be able to, to, to grasp on and, and look back to. And, uh, and I was fortunate enough to meet a few people from that 66 championship team or 60 championship team, and we just kind of hit it off, and I kind of picked their brains on what did they do when they were winning and, and, and just kind of use that as something that we could kind of take – you know, take pride in and, and, and reach and strive to be. And I think the kids have bought in, and I'm, I'm really excited about what's going on over here. So let me throw some guys, let me throw some names at you on your roster. And obviously the, you know, everyone knows the, the first guy you, you want to talk about is Jordan Wilmore. Right. I remember you talking to me about him in the summer, and he kind of honestly, Coach, love and respect <laughs> you. I just I forgot about him. Of course. And then all of a sudden Nike camp comes around, and he yeah. blows it up. I'm like, Coach, your guy just killed it here. <laughs> then all of a sudden, every game it's 200 yards and a 180 and 300. How good yeah. is this guy? What makes him so special? Best player, best running back on the West Coast, in my opinion. I mean, is he the I best, one of the best players you've ever coached ever in your lifetime? Is he that good? Mm, I, I, that, that's a tough question. I, I think he's definitely going to be in that conversation. Um, there's a lot of guys, Sebastian LaRue, Chad Wheeler, uh, Deshaun Jackson. I mean, there's a lot of guys that go on that list, but there's no question he's probably the best running back I've ever coached in my lifetime. Um, this kid is special. I mean, he's got balance, vision, speed. He's been working on his speed, power, uh, strength. He is, he's got it all. And, you know, and I, I'm just really excited about being able to coach him for three years. Um, it, I've, I've always been emotionally sad because I'm like, you know what? This season is almost over. I've only got 10 more games after the season ends guaranteed with Mr. Wilmore. So, you know, that's a, that's a tough, tough pill to swallow. But he is special, Mr. Bing. As I tell you, this kid is sensational. He is good as it gets. You know, one thing, I, one thing I always ask every player, or parent, or coach, the, my, the two biggest things for me, does he love football and is he tough? Well, he, he obviously loves football. He wants to play on Sundays. Those are his goals. And um, he's, he's the toughest nails. He's the, one of the toughest players that I've ever coached. The kid is just, I mean, he's nails. You know, he is, a, he is the 
premier running back. We'll see him doing special things on Saturday afternoons, no question. Is he a, I mean, is he a Sunday guy too? I mean, I, I'm just going to put you in the spot because we talked about Deshaun back in the day, and we said this guy's for sure. That, uh, that, I mean, do you see no hesitation. Wilmore? Without hesitation, as long as he's healthy, he is definitely a Sunday guy. Give me a quick, give me a quick thought on Mister Terrence Simon. I think we had him last. Was it two weeks ago? Last week is our sleeper of the week. Yeah, we had Terrence, and I saw a picture of this guy, and I go, "Why is this grown man wearing a high school football jersey?" What is that? Six Terrence. feet, two twenty-five, and he has his not to be mean, but he's got an old man face, and the guy looks like he's thirty. Yeah, this kid is amazing. You know, this kid is an amazing human being. Great character, wonderful leader, humble, humble human being. Uh, yeah, he's a workaholic. The kid just never, ever quits. He's in the weight room constantly. He's on the practice field. He's asking questions. He's in the film room. He's another Division One prospect we have. Very fortunate to have him. He mans our middle at linebacker, and he's also the basically the thunder to Jordan's lightning in our backfield. You know, we'll give him a couple of carries, and that guy is a beast and a load to bring down. You know, he's Terrence Simon. Is, I think he's playing himself into one of those possibly defensive players of the year uh, type type deals this year. He is just jumped on the scene, and he is a special, special specimen. Do you, do you feel he's definitely a linebacker in college? college that's his, that's his biggest upside in, inside guy? Absolutely. He'll be an inside linebacker at the next level. I think he's already got an offer from Maryland and uh, Notre Dame showing interest in Fresno State at this point. So a lot of people will probably get a, a start picking up on his recruiting tail as well. What about your quarterback? Obviously, he's getting it done. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Hamler. Talk about Jalen Hamler. Yeah, I'm Cal Poly at... commit. Oh, he's yeah, already he... committed. Okay, I didn't know about the commitment already. Is that a good, yes, a good spot for him? And what do you like about Jalen? Oh, Hamler's a winner. You know, that's what Hamler's about. He's a winner. And like you said, Greg, earlier, you like tough kids. Well, it doesn't get any tougher than Jalen Hamler. You know, I remember last year, Hamler played in Paraclete game, our last game of the season, with a broken wrist. So he was basically getting the snap and shotgun with one hand the entire game wouldn't allow me to pull him out. He's just as tough as it gets. You know, I, I hate telling people like this over the airs, but I'm not ashamed because it is what it is. Uh, we've got one quarterback here in our, in our program. We've got one quarterback, and that's Jalen Hamler for the last two years. And um, he's taken every snap. And uh, that's, that's a testament to the way the kid works. He trains in the weight room. He's always prepared. But he's our general. Uh, we're only going to go as far as Jalen Hamler takes us, no question. So he's a senior, but you got a couple of really good-looking junior junior D yeah. linemen. A couple of guys look like eight, eight, nine sack guys. Uh, I hope I don't butcher the name. Is it no. uh, is it Keon Pinkston? Yeah, yeah, Keon Pinkston. Keon, Absolutely. how good Keon. is this kid? What six three, two sixty? Yeah. Yeah, and, and and boy, has he been dominant this year. He is a dominant interior lineman. He's been playing great on both sides of the ball, offensive guard and our defensive lineman. You know, that's kind of ironic that a defensive tackle's gotten eight sacks on the season you know that's letting you know he is putting in a lot of work dealing with double teams etc and he's still up there with the top in the division and then you got naki fahina who's our defensive end who's also having a great year was a sophomore last year who started both of these kids played as sophomores last year and we're very fortunate we probably return about 90 percent of our football team next year as well both offensive and defensive interior linemen return our entire backfield with the exception of hamler uh, we've got receivers, the entire secondary, and we're losing two linebackers. So, um, you know, this program is is, is kind of here to stay. Um, we're we're trying to build this thing and make sure it's around for the long haul. Dude, coach, so next year no one's going to want to play you guys. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, you know, I, we we talk about that all the time. The coaching staff and myself, 
you know, we're going, you know, we're, we're building this thing. I think people are going to start dropping off, you know, some of these other schools. But, hey, why not? Well, you know, we'll start challenging the big boys. You know, I mean, I'm not saying we're going to go out there and beat them up, but I think that we'll definitely give them a challenge. And I think that's exactly what we planned on doing anyway when I stepped over here. You know, we want to be a program with, you know, respected. We want to be up there in the conversations with Sarah, with Modern Day, with, with St. John Bosco, you know, all these wonderful programs out there. You know, we'd love to be mentioned with some of those programs, and I know it's going to take a whole lot of work to get there. Now, I know you guys, I, I've, I noticed the schedule kind of has toughened up. This You, you played St. Bonnie. You, you played yes. Crespi. Yes. Moving forward, I mean, would you love to get a game with, with a Sarah or a Narbonne, a couple of schools that aren't too far from home? Would that be kind of, you know, a program that's, builder? That's, that's the goal. Okay. Let's, 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 let's do it now. I mean, let's do it right now while we're we're in a situation where we're I think we're good enough to compete. You know, they're always going to be good, you know, because they have a different type of setup. So they, they're always going to be challenging and are talented. So let's let's do it now while we're both kind of on that level. You know, obviously, we're not on the level of Sarah. We're not on the level of Narbonne. But that, that's the goal. And I would love to see where my program is at this point. So I would love to play Sarah and Narbonne next year. Absolutely. I, I love that. That's the Pat Hill, Fresno State, anyone, anytime. Like, don't Absolutely. run. Don't don't run away from that. Right. Accept that challenge. That's how you get that's players cool. to want to come to your program to play in those big games. Yeah. Let's play. I want to do it. I want my kids want to do it. We're not afraid. It's football. We're all kids. Everybody's 16, 17, and 18 years old. And um, like I said, I have so much respect for all those programs, those coaches, the way they do it. I mean, they do things the right way. I mean, Coach Rollinson is my idol. He knows it. Um, you know, I've been looking up to him for a long time. And, you know, I, but I would love to play him. I would love to challenge them. I want to beat my idol. I want to destroy my idol. So, of course, we want to see what the, the big programs are all about. And the only way to see that is to play. Trev, I love your intensity, your emotion, your passion. I'm getting, I'm getting fired up just sitting here, Coach. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go run through a wall for you. <laughs> I can use you, Greg. I know you could do a couple of things for me. You got about three plays left in you. <laughs> I love about that. I know my boy Keith does. But hey, so, Trev, we're, we're D5 right now. We got Perry Clayton, number one. Obviously, Dean Harrington, one of my favorite coaches. And I'm sure you have a lot of respect for Dean as well. What is the end game? Uh, I mean, is the, is the goal to, to kind of keep moving up and, and, and maybe moving up a division after you win D5, you know, three, four years in a row? And, you know, where do you see yourself in five years from now? That, that's absolutely the goal. Uh, you know, we, we definitely want to continue to move up. You know, you want to be the best. You want to compete against the best. You want to be the top dog of the top top division. So we would love to be in Division One. Wouldn't that be amazing? Londa High School, Division One football in four or five years. That would be awesome. Let's do it. It's possible. Dreams come true. So yeah, we want to play at the top division and be the best program in the country. I want to play IMG. You know, Greg, we're not afraid of anybody. Yes, of course, we're going to get beat up by those guys right now. But at the same time, that's the goal. You know, they started somewhere. IMG hasn't been around forever. Uh, Modern Day's been around for a long time. Obviously, there's a lot of prestigious programs around. But we want to pr- bring Lawndale High School up to you know, a, a legendary high school football program, Long Beach Poly-esque, you know. So, yes, we do. the goal is to get to Division One. That is the goal, ultimate goal. Don't yeah. want to stay down in Division Five or Division Two. you know. I love it, Trav. I love it. you got Beverly Hills this week. you got Hawthorne to end the season. You, you can't look ahead. Don't look ahead, Trav, but we can. Okay. We can. <laughs> You you can't. So I'm already I'm already looking ahead to a potential semifinal game against you know my guy Michael Fletcher, one of my closest friends over at Paramount. Okay. I, I see a semifinal game there with the wow. winner taking on Paraclete. Coach, you can do this, man. This is going to be a huge season. I'm I'm calling it right now. Oh. I, I I feel a, a potential CF championship. Well, well coming. You know, that, that's it's coming. 
Marvel since I started. I mean, we, you know, like you just mentioned Paramount. I mean, you got Paramount, Paraclete, Ukaipa, Moore Park. You know, I don't want to miss anybody, but there's some good programs out there, and Paramount is one of those. And so, you know, obviously we want to play the best. Obviously we want to beat the best. So, yeah, that's what we're looking forward to. You know, hopefully we, we handle these people the next two weeks, the two weeks, the next couple of weeks, and uh, we'll start getting prepared for those guys in the, in, in the playoffs. And, and we're looking forward to playing both of those programs. They're Like you said, they're great programs, coached very well. I've seen a couple of games of both programs already, I, you know, sneakily, sneaking looking ahead. Um, but but they're they're very well they're talented. I mean they're so talented. Are you kidding me? Both programs are so talented. So it's going to take our best shot uh, to bring the CIF title home. But that is definitely the plan. Hey man, we don't try to get too cute. You got a great running back. Yes sir. Just feed him. Feed the. Yes sir. <laughs> Coach Keith gave him a nickname. Jordan will score. Jordan tote it more. Oh, I that's love it. The that's it right there. I love the Jordan will score. Jordan told it more. Oh my God! Hey, you can you can use that, Traff. You can you can borrow that if you want. Oh no I'm doubt. Taking it. I'm not borrowing it. I'm taking. You do it. That. go with it, man. You do that. <laughs> hey, Trav, I know you got a class to teach right now. You're you're taking your time out from educating the young minds. But I appreciate you, man. As always, it's been a while since we've we've hooked up, but it's been fun to do it this way. And then uh, I'm gonna come out and see you. I'm gonna come, I gotta come out and see you one of these days. Please do. Both of you guys get out here. Mr. For sure. You guys get out here. Come see us, please. The kids would love that. They would get a kick out of that. Done deal. We're coming. We're coming. Thanks, Mark man. it down, baby. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate you guys, man. Keep doing a great job. You guys are doing a great job right now, and I appreciate it. You guys having me on such a wonderful show, for real. Hey, thanks, Trav. appreciate you, man. All right, buddy. Take, Take care. care. Yes, sir. Bye. That is Travis Clark, the head ball coach, the Londale Cardinals who are absolutely on fire this year, Greg Biggins. They 8-0. And they're not just an 8-0 team. No. They're, they're smacking They're people. wiping. And again, people say, who who if they play? You know, they're trying. And when you're a team like that, this is kind of like how Gonzaga used to be in basketball, where people didn't want to, if you're a marquee team, like, why do I want to play them? Sure. Right? If we beat them, no one gives us any love for it. And if we lose, sure. which we can, they're like, oh, you guys just lost to a mid-major. This is the ultimate mid-major team. They're a D5 team, but they're very, very good. So if you're a D1, D2 team, do you want to play them? I mean, there's no end game for you. If you lose, we just lost to a D5 team. And if you beat them, oh, well, who cares? I mean, it's just so it's tough for them to get games. But and I'd love listening to Trav. And they do, he wants to shoot Pat Hill, take on anybody right now. Travis Clark, I call him the Shaka Smart of high school Southern California football. The Shaka Smart. Southern California football. My man, Travis Clark, over there at Lyondale. We no, appreciate Travis, him joining Travis us. awesome. Again, we go way back. Him and Byron Jackson, who's Deshaun's brother, they did a, they did a videotaping for the Elite 11 back when we were getting that going. And then I uh, introduced me to Deshaun when Deshaun was like an 8th grader, ninth grader. And Byron was like, hey, this guy's my brother. He's going to be really good. And I was like, yeah, whatever. And Deshaun turned out to be pretty good. But Trav helped coach him and trained him. And he knows football, man. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pulling for him. Did I just – did I – Guarantee? I didn't guarantee a, a CF title, did I? Did you I? Did, you did. I, I, did I do that for real? You did. You got to call. I, I got you, a little carried away. You got to call my guy over there. Apparently, Dude, my guy Dean Harrington's going to give Harrington. me a call. Hey Dean, I was just kidding. <laughs> All right, Dean. I just I got carried away. I got caught up in the emotion of the moment. Man, that'd be a fun game, though. Yeah, it would be a fun game. We appreciate it. Travis Clark, head coach of Lyondale, joining us here on the Transparent Truth. Hey, let's jump into games. Let's just start talking. Can we just start talking games right now. Should we? Let's yeah, do it. I mean, let's right? do it. Yeah. Why not? Why I mean, not? No reason to keep this party any more belabored as let's go with it. We got four games to go to. And then we got a great interview with Julius Irvin on the back end. Oh yeah. So hang on. 
But we got four games. Again, it's a light week. If you guys are fans of, of having us do game previews, this is probably the last week where it's going to kind of be just minimal games. It's just not a lot of great games. But November 3rd is going to be big, and then playoffs. So you definitely don't want to miss those playoff previews. But this week, we got four games. Coach Keith, we got Norco versus Centennial. This is going to be the Fox Sports game of the week. On paper, it might be tough for Norco to kind of hang around against Centennial. It's not a knock on Norco. They got some guys. You know, our, we love Travis Dye. They got a big time O line. Jarrett Bell's doing some things on both sides of the ball. But Centennial, man, they're just a different animal. Tough, Greg Biggins? That's a you different said, animal. You said it might be tough? It might be tough. Let me tell you something. Tell me something. Tough is putting my two year old to sleep before 8 o'clock. Been there, done that. Tough is to get my daughter to stop sucking her thumb at nighttime when she's trying to go to bed. Tough is waking up in the morning, trying to get a workout in before my hectic day. Playing against Centennial and trying to get a win isn't tough, Greg Biggin. It's virtually impossible if you're Norco. Travis Dye? Travis Dye's a player. We got Travis. Love the Dye family. Shout out to my guy, Mark. His wife, I love beautiful the people. Tony. Tony Dye. I covered all the Dye family. But you know what? They would need Mark. Troy. They would need Mark Dye at fullback. Tony Dye is the other running back. And Troy and, at linebacker. <laughs> Troy at linebacker. Mom playing quarterback. They would need everybody underneath the moon. And they still probably wouldn't beat the appetite for destruction known as the Centennial Huskies. Little do you know, Coach. That my former high school classmate and good friend Greg Johnston coaches the JV team at Norco. Is he playing? He coaches that JV team. So does that that should that carries at least seven to ten points right there just from the the vibes. It does. The and Seahawk I, Ohana it is does. real. You know what? It does. And the JV Norco team will probably lose by thirty. So if they got seven to ten points, I don't know about that. The, the Seahawk Ohana, it's going to carry over to varsity. This is going to be a closer game than it than you than you think. Okay, I'm going to say. There, Give me a there, score. There, there, could, there could be. I don't think we're going to have a running clock till the third quarter. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Okay, no running clock until the second half. That's what I'm saying. That's my bold prediction right there. Well, let me give you a pick, Greg Biggins, for all happen. my betters Cougars. out there. I'm setting the line at Centennial minus fifty six and a half. Okay, minus fifty six and a half. That's, I thought you were going to say seventy. No, minus fifty. I, I think Travis Dial. Okay, he'll break one or two. He'll get okay. catch a screen pass, get to the house. Okay, fifty six and a half. No, I think that's that's actually that's actually kind of fair. It's Greg, a good line, Greg Johnston. I know you listen to the show. That's my guy. Let, let's let's make this happen. Let's have let's have no running clock. <laughs> and if there is one, let's make it to the fourth quarter. G ain't gonna happen, Biggins. Right, we got three we got three Trinity League games in a row. The Trinity League. And you know what? It's not always about thing Trinity League. I promise. No, next, it's not. Next week we got Long Beach Pauly and Sarah. Yeah. We have St. Clemente and Mission Viejo. Yeah. We have St. Francis, Jimmy Bonds versus Cathedral. We have Calabasas and Moore Park. Yeah, we try to find have other games. Have I even mentioned a Trinity League team yet? I have not we even mentioned one yet. We try to find other games, guys. But I don't want to preview a game 
that's going to be a 40 to point, 40 point blowout. We're the only reason why we're you know doing the Centennial Narco game is because it's the Fox game of the week because it's fun to talk about Centennial and because my guy Greg Johnson coached the JV team at Narco. How about Modern Day versus Orange Lou? Modern Day. Orange, Orange Lou is Orange Lou is 0 and 3. Lost a a devastating loss on a field goal at the buzzer that hit off the upright. Now they're going to play a juggernaut called Modern Day. That is just, again, talk about Centennial being a different kind of machine. So was Modern Day. These are probably two, maybe the two best teams in the country. Throw an IMG in there. Does Orange Lou have a puncher's chance, Coach Keith? No. No. No, they, no, no, they no, don't. They don't. Uh, um, I would like to say that they do, Greg, but their defense has not shown enough. Even though they, they put up a pretty decent effort last week against Servite, intercepted Tyler McMahon three times. Uh, moderate, just too much talent, too many players, coaching's too good. They're not going to o- overlook Orange Lutheran. I, bet, I, I tell you one thing, that offensive line and those backs better better get ready to protect Ryan Halinski because they're going to get after his behind. Way to keep it clean. And... Um, I really, really hope they do a good job protecting him, and Ryan does a great job getting the ball out early. You know the modern-day coaches are going to know he's going to want to do that. They're going to be sitting on routes. So look for some early double moves by Cal Ford. You know they got the double move king over there in Logan Loya. So I expect him to maybe get behind somebody. But in the end, Greg, too much JT Daniels, too much Brew McCoy, Jacoby Harper, Chris Hudson, too much Amon Ra St. Brown. The Chris, Ma- Chris Street. Chris, who did I say? Chris Hudson's at I'm sorry. Bosco. I'm sorry. Chris Street. Uh, too much Nico Marigio. Marigio Miles Mureo. <laughs> Tommy Brown. Tommy. Chris Murray. Koa Gonzalez. I mean, it's just the list goes on. I don't want to even want to Stephane go to the defensive Robbins, job. The, the, don't even take you to the defensive job. Let's give the guy job. we never talk about in the secondary. Yeah. Stefan. Stefan Robbins. Jack Genova. I mean, just, just too much. I'm setting the line. I'm not predicting scores now, Greg. I'm setting lines. Okay. I'm setting a line at modern day minus 49 and a half. Okay, 49 and a half. Mason Kolinchek is the is the fifth guy in that modern day offense line. He's kind of like the fifth Beatle. Yeah. He just doesn't get any love at all. Was there a fifth Beatle? I just heard the, the rumor was there was a fifth mm-hmm. Beatle who no one ever talked about. But if there was a fifth Beatle, his name would probably be Mason Kolinchuk. Who doesn't get any? He's the opposite guard, op, op, opposite Chris Murray. Who are the Beatles? Ringo, Paul, George, and John. I think they, were the first names. They sound like the five Cheerios that my kids name in their bowl every morning. The Beatles. They were they were, dude. They had some game back in the day, Coach Keith. Let's go. How about Jay Sarah against Santa Margarita? This is this will probably be maybe the most competitive game. Santa Margarita, tough loss to Bosco. Jay Sierra was blown out by Modern Day. But these are probably the two teams fighting for that third spot as of right now. Jay Sierra has 2-1. T- and one. I believe Santa Margarita is 1-2 is and two, with their two losses being to Bosco and Modern Day. They play yeah, both sure. the teams very close. How do you see this one? Santa Margarita, Jay Sierra. Man, depends on which Jay Sierra team shows up, right? Yeah. So they played pretty well the first two weeks in training league and then kind of laid an egg last week. I think they played pretty well the first seven weeks of the season, yeah, right? So let's, yeah. let's give them more yeah, credit than that. They've, credit been really that. Good. Sure. They've been good all year until just last week. I think this is a bit of an even matchup, Greg. I do too. Um, which quarterback is going to protect the football? Who's going to make plays outside the pocket? Mm-hmm. 
Is Munir McLean is he healthy? These are some components that you know we don't know right now. But I don't. Know, I think I think this is a pick 'em. This is a pick 'em game. These are two fairly evenly matched teams. I I, I kind of hinge towards the Santa Margarita side. I think Magyard and Norwood present a bigger issue for teams to defense, but um. I don't know. I'm, you know what? I'm going to say I'm not going to take the weenie way out. I'm not going to say a pick em. I'm going to say Santa Margarita minus seven and a half. That's my line. Okay. I like that. I, I wouldn't mind seeing Malone Mataele get more involved this year. I've he's been he's screaming been, He's that. been kind of quiet. I've been screaming that. I mean, he had a bigger junior season, and he's a talented football player, so I think he would help. And then uh, if you're Jay Sarah, you know, let's get back to Al Fisher running the football. The Al, Al was kind of quiet last week. I think he's talented. Let's open it up a little bit. By running the football first. How about St. John Bosco against Servite? Did Servite get their mojo back? You're taking all the credit, or at least 75%. 75%, great. You know what, though? I, I want to see you take... You you, you said you kind of teased it. You got, you got a little something coming up for this game. Oh, yeah. Is that going to be another Tony Robbins-type speech? Or a Tim Tebow-type speech? To get the Friars jacked up because they needed more this week than they did, than they did last week, Coach. Well, first of all, Greg, Bains, they might have beaten Orange Lou without you lying the sand. They might have beaten them anyway. No, I, I doubt it. I disagree with it. I, mean, I refute that comment. I, I don't think in that last huddle at the end of the game, I don't think your words even they were even thinking about that. Well, you just wait for this Julius all. Irving interview at the end of this show, and he will confirm. He never mentioned you, Coach. Listen. He did not mention Coach Keith's Listen, words of encouragement fans, I'm gonna at let all. You, I'm going to let the fans decide. But you know what, Greg? They Biggins, won despite that. You got Servite, St. John Bosco. And you know what, GB? Go with it. I don't work for free. You get one message of inspiration from Coach Keith. After that, there is a fee that comes along with that. So until I'm contacted by the Human Resources Department, over at Servite, I will no longer be given inspirational message messages to the Servite Friar defense and or football team. Man. But with that being said, they gave us Julius on the show. How about isn't that the fee we got, Julius? No, I'm talking monetary compensation. Thank you, Greg Biggins. Please do not short train short change <laughs> my coin. All right, so back to the game, Servite. You know, Bosco's going to want to throw the football. Here's why. Okay. They got this new toy at quarterback. Okay. They got this new young toy at quarterback. And though he broke the Bosco passing record last week, GB, he did throw a pick. He did have a fumble. Two turnovers. Mm -hmm. If the Friars can get three turnovers, I think they get an upset in this game. Three turnovers. If they can get three turnovers— now, this big new toy St. John Bosco's got in the playing quarterback, I mean, man, the guy can throw the ball around the yard, man. It's like backyard football. He can just drop back and fling it to wherever on the field he chooses. Got to remember, Servite, a loaded secondary. Cade Fuller, Trent McDuffie, Julius Irvin, Titus Toller. Guys can play. Guys can get their hands on the ball. They can make plays. St. John Bosco, if they get away from the running game, Greg, and continue to feature this big new toy that they have, 
And as we saw last week with Doug Brunfield, these young guys, they can have spells where they struggle, especially with reading the field. Servite's going to have to mix up coverages. They're going to have to get three turnovers to get the upset. But I'm putting my line at St. John Bosco minus 17 and a half points. Okay. That's my line. I, I'm I'm with you. I love DJ, and it's fun watching him throw it. But there were multiple times in the game last week where I said, man, run the football run right the here. Football. It's time to run yep. the football a little yep. bit. Dictate the game physically. Dictate it to the other team. So I trust Chad Johnson. I think he'll be a smart coach, and he's going to know, hey, we watched the film. We saw what these other two teams did to Servite's front seven. They ran the ball pretty effectively. We're going to do that. Play action. DJ drops back. Chachi Delgado, Kobe Bowman, Chris Hudson. Jude Wolf. Play the fight song. Well, Yeah, I think it might be tough for the Friars. I do love the Friars. Thank you, Carly, for getting Julius on. Thank you, Julius, for coming on. Thank you, Coach Meyer as Thank well. Thank you, Coach Meyer as well. Absolutely. But it's going to be tough. You know what? My one message to that Friar defense will be, remember, guys, it's all about the ball. Get that ball. Hey, man, that was Pete Carroll's mantra. Heard him at a coach's you, clinic. It's all about the ball. The, if you get that ball, you get those turnovers, you get that upset. It's about the ball. It's not about the guy carrying the ball. It's not about the quarterback holding the ball. It's about the ball. Get the ball and bring it to Coach Keith. You get that ball, you get three turnovers. I'm inviting the entire Servite Friar defense to CBS Radio here at the Miracle Mile. You get three turnovers. I don't care if you win or lose. You get three turnovers. I'm inviting the whole Servite Friar defense here to the studios at CBS. We don't have a lot of room in here, Coach. No, we go to the big studio, the Greg. Big studio, okay. Yep. I'll tell you what. Give me three turnovers. If they, if they win the game, I got monster for all of them. Monster, monster for everybody. Monster for everybody. Monster and cane protein. <laughs> Actually, I, don't, I don't have any cane protein. That sounds like a party, man. But if I do, yeah, that's, a, that's a party. That's a party. I'm mixing some other stuff, and that's really a party. Yeah. That was it, man. That's all I got. That's all you got? That's it. Want to hear the Julius Irvin interview? Here we go. We're going to get you set. Let's listen to Julius. Hey, one of the best player interviews that we've had so far. My man GB does an amazing job interviewing these players. And Julius Irvin, he was a delight to have. So turn up your your dials on your your volume. Lock in. Load up. We got the four-star, one of the top safeties in the country, Julius Irving from Servi High School. And he's bringing the transparent truth. Hello. Julius Irvin. Yes. What's yes, up, buddy? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. What class do you have right now that you're getting out of? Oh, I was just getting out of econ. I already finished the, the work in there. What I a finished baller. Yeah. <laughs> good, good, good. Yeah. Hey, man, this is Coach Keith. How you doing, Julius? What's up, Coach Keith? How you doing? I'm, I'm good. I'm all right, baby. Just, hey, I'm, I'm excited about the big stop you guys made in the fourth oh, quarter yeah. to come back and win that game, man. Oh, yeah, that was huge. That was huge right there. I, t- I told GB, I said, I'm taking 75% of the credit like normal, man. I need my <laughs> I need my finder's fee, man. It's my finder's <laughs> fee, baby. No, but I'm, I'm glad you guys are back on the winning track, man. That's awesome. Oh, yeah, it feels good to win after two, after two tough weeks previously, so it just feels good to go out there and get the dub. Now you have your two easy games the next two weeks, right? Bosco and Marday <laughs> oh, yeah. to finish off the year. That's easy. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have to come ready to play, but you know I feel like our guys are confident right now, and that's a good thing going into these two games. 
Okay, well, hey, let's save yeah. the conversation for when we're actually recording. Andrew, we good? Whenever yeah. we want. You want to bring him yeah, in? Yeah, I'll bring him in. Sure. Okay. Absolutely. All right, we are now live with four-star defensive back out of Servite High School, Mr. Julius Irving. Not the Hall of Fame basketball player, but our four-star defensive back out of Servite in Anaheim. Julius, welcome to the Transparent Truth. How you doing? Thank you for having me. I'm doing great. How are you? Doing all right, man. So it's, it's great to have you on the show. I got my, my guy, Goat Biggins, here. He's going to shoot some questions at you as the great interviewer he is. And please give us the transparent truth, baby. Julius, these are all going to be softball questions for you. You've been doing this such a long time. It's like talking to an adult when I'm talking to you. But, hey, let's cut right to the chase, right? right. We gave up, and I'm saying we because we're all part of the Friar program. We gave up 50 points back-to-back weeks. Uh-huh. This past week, different story. Give me the mindset going into this week. Did you guys scheme different? You guys just play harder? You guys just played a little tougher? What was the difference in the, in the performance this week versus the last two weeks? Oh, uh, it's just a little bit of everything. You know, we knew we had to turn it around. Giving up 50 is just unacceptable, regardless of who you have or what the case is. But yeah, giving up 50 back to back weeks is just. It's just unacceptable. So we had to come with a new mindset, you know, change up the scheme a little bit. But it was mostly playing with more heart this week than the previous weeks. So you guys pulled out a big win. I mean, every every win in the Trinity League is huge. 29-28 to 28 over Orange Lou. Uh, talk about the defense for a second, but I want to talk about your offense. You had a, was it 76-yard touchdown bomb yes, in the fourth yes, quarter? That you guys were down by, I want to say, was it eight at that point? Yeah, it was eight. Yeah. About five minutes left. If you can, was uh, – Game plan. Was that the play that was called in the huddle? Why did you think you guys can to get you deep, go over the top of the defense? Uh, you know, talk me through that play. Well, just I, I feel like I can outrun any DB in the training league, regardless of who's on me or press off. So I was like, Coach, just throw me up the ball, and I guarantee I'll catch and I'll score, and that's what I did. So, you know, we, I saw it open the whole game, but I think they wanted to save it till when it really mattered. Shoot, man, I'm thinking down eight with five minutes to go. It's a great time to bust that out. Exactly. Did they single? Did they single cover you? Did you have a safety over the top, or was it just you and one of the JoJos, and you took him deep? Yeah, it was just me in the corner. I just took him deep. You know, I, I knew right then when when uh, the corner lined up that I was going to beat him, and yeah, it's just, well, that's what happened. TJ put it up there for you perfectly, and you hauled it in. Yeah, perfect pass. Credits to TJ. <laughs> so you're still down. You need one last defensive stop. How yeah. confident are you guys in that huddle? You got to get, you know, Helensky's obviously a pretty talented quarterback. Started yeah. off pretty hot against you. I saw he had, what, 11 completions in a row at one point. Uh, yeah. Again, you're in the huddle. Who's talking? Who's the guy who's kind of getting everybody focused? Is that you? Is it, you know, who, oh, yeah. who's that dude? Oh, that's me. That's me. I'm, I'm talking to all my guys. You know, I'm I'm getting hype in there. We're, we're super confident at this point, so we know we're going to get the stop. And I'm talking to them, telling them that everybody needs to step up, you know, bring the intensity. And then when we got on that field, we, we knew they weren't going to score. We, we had that supreme confidence. Now, I know you stopped them. When you got, was it three and out, or did they get a first down at all on that, on that last drive? Um, I don't remember specifically, but I think they might have got one first down. But um, they might have got one first down. It might have been a three. No, it might have been a three and out, actually. I don't remember clearly, but it, it wasn't. they weren't driving down the field when we stopped them. It was like they got a, a first down, and then we stopped them. And then a short kick. Right, yeah. you guys started. Yeah. I want to say you guys started on their half of the field. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. And then again, you're on the field again, right? I'm assuming for the last drive. What's what's the mindset? Because on defense, obviously when you're on defense, you're trying to get hyped and get everyone going. On yeah. offense, you, you kind of want to calm everyone down and not be a bunch of spazzes running around out yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. So who, who's the one? Is it McMahon again, the huddle? Who's the one that's kind of saying, hey, guys, we got this? Is that TJ? Is that, again, you? Is it one of the linemen? Uh, yeah, for the most part, it's TJ, but on offense, I try to step back a little bit because I'm not too involved with the offense as much as those guys are. But, you know, I say my little piece here and there, but it was, it's mostly TJ, the one calming us down and getting us ready to go. Were you, was there any doubts at all? I mean, I know what your answer is going to be, but were you, were you 100% confident you guys going to get down the field, get in field goal range, and then hit that field goal? Oh, yeah, yeah. I was 100% confident. I knew if we ever got in like a third and long or something like that, you could run me on a go and I'll catch the ball because that's just how much I wanted to win at that point. So, you know, I knew that we were going to get down the field somehow. So I don't want to butcher his name. Is it Zachary Grisotti? Zachary Grisotti. Grisotti. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So he lines up, and dude, in high school, even even in college, field goals, extra points are never a given. I mean, you just, Oh, yeah, you never. Never a given. But, again, you're watching that thing go through. You lost two games a week before. How good did it feel? That ball's through the uprights. You look at the clock, triple zeros. You guys pull up the big win. Describe that feeling for me. Man, I was locked up on the sideline. We were all locked up on our arms and stuff like that. And we were, we were watching the field goal banked in and just a million <laughs> different emotions went through our bodies, man. I, I was jumping up and down. I fell. So it was one of the greatest feelings I've ever had in my football experience. To, to bank it in for the win, I mean, that's good in basketball. But usually in fo- <laughs> football, you see the ball hit the upright. That's kind of nervous time. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, is it gonna, I knew it was going to bounce in. Though the way the, the way he was angled, everyone's like, it's not, is it going to go in? Is it going? Is it going to go in? But I knew the way it was angled that it was going to go on, so I was really hyped. So let's move forward a little bit, Julius. we got a big one this week. we got yeah. a team called St. John Bosco. They're, they're not bad, you know, defending state champs. Yeah. How's uh, Obviously, we're talking to you on a Tuesday. This is going to be part of our Friday show, but yeah. first couple days after the game, where's your mindset at right now? You guys kind of feel that little confidence boost that always comes from a big win? Yeah. Yeah, so we're at a confidence boost right now. You know, we're just getting prepared for St. John Bosco. You know, we won the game. That's all fine and dandy. We're trying to move on and, and focus on St. John Bosco. They're a great team. Everybody knows. Um, so, yeah, we're just game planning and getting ready for them mentally and physically. So I, I always tell players this. You don't need to give me all the answers to the test. Just kind of keep it, you know, pretty vanilla. But you know a lot about St. John Bosco. Let's start off with you playing safety. Uh, yeah. Talk about their offense. Obviously, new offensive, uh, excuse me, new quarterback. DJ's in. Real's out. Yeah. How does that change their offense, and, and how do you kind of game plan for, you know, their pretty talented group of receivers and, and a pretty good tight end as well? Yeah, so they have, a, they have a really good offense, you know, without Real. They don't have that much of a running threat at QB anymore, so that takes away from um, their scheme. But um, he, he has a very good arm, DJ. Um, he, can, he can get almost anywhere on the field, so that's something we have to respect about him is arm strength. And they have some really solid receivers over there. I know they have a couple young guys, and then they have – the transfer Devin Cooley over there, so they have a pretty good, powerful offense, and I know they have a um, they have great linemen and a good running back. So you know, just just game planning for all those guys, and you know, trying to keep everybody contained and, and see what we can do. Are you now? Obviously, you're playing safety for Survey, right, yeah. correct? I know we're gonna be yeah. a college corner, but right now you're still playing safety, which I love. I always like your best DB should should be a safety. You can be more active there, but. Are you preparing yourself more to handle the, the passing game with DJ, maybe hoping to get a pick or two? Or are you thinking, man, this is going to be a downhill running game, George Halani, Nathaniel Jones? Um, Keith are, are Savage. You, Keith Savage, sure. obviously very good too. Um, what, what, are you, what are you thinking right now is, is the, you know, could be the, the bigger um, 
I don't know, the, 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 the more dangerous thing you need to prepare for, is it the running game or is it the passing game? Yeah, it's going to be it's gonna definitely be the running game. That's what we have trouble with. And, you know, I've, I have a lot of confidence in our DBs and our, our coverage skills. You know, that's our strength of our defense, I believe, is our DBs and our coverage skills. Um, so, you know, just to the, I'm focusing more on both. Like, they're evenly distributed. Um, but the running game is going to be huge to stop. We're going to need to stop that to win this game. Yeah, obviously, Coach Keith was there. I didn't want to bring up some bad memories, but for that Jay Sarah. Can, oh, we yeah, call it, yeah, can we yeah. call it the, the, the debacle? Is that too we'll is that call rude? It a loss. Is that, we'll call it a loss, a tough loss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they went for it. They had a lot of yards on the ground, Julius. They had a lot of yards. Yeah, I mean, I think if you're, if you're Bosco, you got to think, shoot, you know, we got five exactly. guys in the line. There are 300 pounds. We got a couple good running backs. I mean, exactly. are you, man, you're ready to just button that chin strap a little extra tighter, exactly. get in that I'm box, ready, yeah. coming it's downhill. It's going to be a physical game, and I'm ready. Yeah. You're ready. I can hear it in I'm your ready. voice. You can keep yeah. This guy, he's ready, isn't he, Coach? Yeah, no, he sounds ready. And, you know, uh, I want to move on, Greg. I, I thought those were some terrific questions. Julius, thanks for answering so honestly. My first time going to a Servite game in my entire life, uh, really, was the Jay Sarah game. And we know Servite came on the, the losing end of that. But I want to take you to post-game. The Servite Hut Drill. Julius, yeah, yeah. give give me the backstory to the Hut Drill and why it's so significant at Servite High School. So this is something that started decades ago, and, you know, it's, it's carried as a tradition through Servite. You know, all the alumni that played football, they all know the Hut Drill. And it just it, it displays our discipline and our ability to follow directions and be on one unison and, and those type of things. And it just basically in Servite. And it basically embodies the Servite mentality in one drill. So that's just what the HUD drill stands for, just that Servite, just that discipline and that focus that you need to have. You know, modern day does it too, but I always thought you guys did it with a little bit more juice, Julius. Just oh, yeah. the pads seem to pop a little bit more yeah. when you guys do it. I like that you guys do it win or lose. You know, I think it's kind of a cool oh, deal, yeah, like yeah, Keith yeah. just pointed out. It's, it's pretty sweet, but yeah, watching when you guys play modern day, that is the best High school. I mean, you guys had your the black crowd. They have the red crowd. Balloons yeah. everywhere. They got the red balloons. You have the black balloons and the hut drill yeah. at the end of the game. I obviously that's in two weeks. Don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but uh, that's a that's a fun one to look forward to for sure. Oh yeah, that's that's a good. That's always a good game. You know, the whole rivalry thing. That's that. Yeah, that's a good game. You know, speaking of, about the hut drill and the discipline and the unity um, and the ability to follow direction, I think those components are going to play a key role in this week's game versus St. John Bosco. Yeah. How do you feel the Servite Friars match up in this big game versus the Braves? You know, we got to come ready to play. You know, like I said, it's going to be a very physical game. So, you know, if we come out ready to swing and, and be physical and, and everyone's disciplined doing their job, I, I see that we I see we can beat this team. You know, a lot of people – don't believe that, but I personally believe that if we just come ready to play, then we can beat anybody. So, you know, just about buying in and knowing what your job is and doing it. Sure, absolutely. And, you know, my last comment is I want to just show, give a little love and, and kind of pull from my experience. When I played in games like this, when you knew it was going to be a physical game, you knew you had a heavyweight coming in, we used to say, everybody's leaving the field bloody, Julius. Oh, yeah. Me, us, their parents, our parents, their <laughs> yeah. coaches, everybody leaves the field bloody. If, you, if you're not leaving the field bloody, then we didn't do nothing. Exactly. So, so that exactly. is my advice to you and the Survive Fires going into Thank the game you. on Friday. Thank you so much. 
do not leave the field and allow others to leave the field without blood dripping from somewhere. I like that. I like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I like that. Hey, Julius, this is why you need Coach Keith in the, in the little locker room pregame. Oh, yeah, give him a little something, right? Get a little any given <laughs> Sunday about that one inch. Hey, I can't let you go without at least asking you at least one recruiting question. I know yeah. you've already taken your visits to Notre Dame, UW, Michigan. Transparent truth. What was your favorite trip? Who did you, who, who, you have the most fun at so far? Man, that's, that's tough. You know, those are some great trips I took. So having a favorite is really tough. Um, you know, not saying who's uh, your favorite school, and that that's an impossible question. Yeah. But just what trip was the most fun? I'd say I enjoyed the trip. I enjoyed the most was probably the Notre Dame trip. Um, nice. It was it was a really fun trip. You know, I like the Washington and Michigan one as well. Um, but just Notre Dame, it was my first time out there, so I've never experienced anything like that with the tradition and then meeting Equinemius, seeing him play live out in Notre Dame for the first time was actually pretty cool. Um, but yeah, those things. Yeah, Notre Dame was fun. It was really fun. Now, I know you have you have USC on your list as well. Did you watch the Notre Dame-USC game over the weekend, and what did you think about that one? Yeah, I watched that game. I watched it live. I had to turn it off after uh, it got to the, around the fourth, third quarter. Yeah, you know, Notre Dame played really well. You know, Notre Dame's a good team. USC's a good team. But, you know, sometimes, you know, it didn't look like USC came ready to play. So, you know, sometimes that stuff happens. Yeah, yeah. Now, have you set your uh... – your USC or Utah visits yet? Are you still planning on taking those, or are you kind of at a point now where you do you not think you you know almost kind of have an idea right now what you want to do? Uh, I I think I want to take my USC official. I just want I haven't set that up yet because they like to do theirs after the season, so it depends how early or later they want to do that visit. Because my plan is to commit before the year ends. So. Okay. Yeah. Before the calendar year. Yeah. So before the calendar December-ish? year. December ish. Yes. Okay. Yes. Beautiful, Julius. Get it done, man. Thank on any so given much. Friday, right? You never know what could happen. You never know. You, you never, never know. know. You got to come ready to play. Hey, Julius, thanks a lot for joining us on the Transparent Truth, baby. Good luck this weekend. Thank you so much. Thank Take you care. Thank you so much for having me. Stay healthy. All right, thank you. All right, now. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Julius Irvin, the four-star defensive back at Servi High School, considering USC, University of Washington, Notre Dame, Michigan. Michigan. Thank you. We appreciate it. My man Julius Irving from Servite, an awesome interview. Again, reach for the voice of Coach Keith when you find yourselves in times of adversity and you need something to uplift you, to help you believe that the sky can be reached if you just listen to the voice of Coach Keith and follow what I'm telling you. Hey, Julius, you come from the blood of an L.A. Ram. And not just any L.A. Ram, a Super Bowl L.A. Ram team. Your pops was a baller. You listen to that voice and no other voices that maybe the Lord. Coach Keith, shut that voice out. You want your pops. You want G.O.D. Julius, let's get it done this week. Hey, Let's get it done. Hey, three turnovers, and I want that whole survey defense here at the Miracle Mile. Hey, listen, that was the Friday matchup show. We appreciate you. Glad you took a ride with us. My man, Greg Biggins. We got this thing rolling, man. It was a lot of fun. Please follow us on social media. You know the drops. Do me a favor right now. Stop it. Go to iTunes. Rate the show. Leave a review. Please subscribe. Without further ado, there's a new sheriff in town. And his name's Reggie Hammond. Y'all be cool.